0: to have her and Eden back. Romans chapter 10 is where we're going to be this morning. I'm going to start reading verse 9 and uh, read down to 17. Maybe a familiar passage to some of you, maybe not, but I hope today that uh, the challenge, whether you've heard this, will you be hearing this for the first time, or whether you've heard this passage or a message, some of this for the hundredth time, that you would let the Bible and the Holy Spirit work in a unique way to encourage you, to challenge you, and to make all of us leave different, um, a change in action. And I hope that is uh, your desire as we look in the Word of God. The Bible says, Romans chapter 10, verse 9, "...that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved." What a great verse, huh? Verse 10, "...for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation." For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Verse 12: For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon his name. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? And Then verse 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let's pray. Dear God, Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, you use me. Make it be your message and not my message this morning. As we look at the impact that the gospel can have in each one of our lives, Lord, if there's anyone here today who have never accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior, put their faith and trust in Him, that today would be the day of salvation, or in those of us who have, Lord, that we would leave uh, with a, a renewed passion and desire to share the gospel message, and we'll give all our glory and praise in Jesus name. Amen. Well, just a few short weeks ago was the tsunami. Um, in Indonesia, and there's actually a video you can look it up on YouTube, of a man shouting for people to run and flee. He's up on this higher deck, uh, two three-story building. Not sure what it is from the angle, and he sees these waves coming. There's probably I don't know six eight hundred people down down uh, right on the shoreline, a little bit back, and they I don't know don't see it or are not paying attention or what. And here's this man you can watch in the video of him shouting tsunami 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 pleading with these people to run to get out of there and as the video keeps showing sure enough here come these waves and they just started leveling everything and as you've seen some of the reports a lot of lives have been left but this man was trying to get the attention of these people and opportunity for them to be saved their lives to be saved all these people had to do was to look up to this guy and believe what he said and run, right? They couldn't see it. In the video, you can see it. There's kind of some buildings blocking the view. And so all they had to do was, okay, believe this guy, heed what he said, and get out of there for their lives to save. Some did, and unfortunately, some didn't and lost their lives just on that one shoreline of the tsunami. Well, this man, as we're going to talk about this morning, was trying to make an impact and to save some lives. And through his message of, so to speak, physical salvation, was trying to heed or give people to heed his word and to be saved from the tsunami. But more importantly, as believers, we have the opportunity to make an impact for Christ by sharing the gospel message. That we're going to be talking about today. You can see there's our theme. Hopefully, you haven't forgot about all that that stands for, impact. It's been a little while since we've looked at it. I-M-P-A-C-T, we won't take time to go back through all of those, but invest, minister, pray, tell, add to our faith. This morning we're going to talk about how you and I can have a gospel impact. Now, in order for something to make an impact, there has to be contact, right? There has to be something taking place, right? An impact drill has to make contact with a bolt or the nut or the screw whatever it is, to make it work, right? A ball hitting a bat, for there to be impact, a home run, there has to be contact, right? A fist hitting a face, hopefully that's not happened to you this week, okay? But in order for that fist to make contact, impact, it has to make contact. More importantly, for us to have impact in others' lives, relationships and interaction with one another has to take place, If we're going to make an impact, for Jesus Christ, and that's why we're still left here on this planet, then we have to interact and build relationships with one another. All right, many things can make an impact, but only one person and one message can make an eternal impact. That's Jesus Christ and the Word of God. The gospel can only make an impact if it's shared and believed. Unfortunately, many Christians are not making an impact like they can or they should. I was looking up some statistics, kind of, kind of uh, sad, but it, uh, one statistic said 90% of Christians have never led anyone to Christ. Wow. A 2000 Barna Group uh, study revealed that only 52% of born-again Christians share the gospel at least once over that previous year with someone who had a different belief. Also saw another one says eighty to ninety percent of Christians who do share their faith have been saved for two or less years. So I'm going to kind of share my application at the beginning, and then we're going to kind of walk through it and bring it all back together. But there's through three groups I'm addressing today or want to apply to. The first one is if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you know if you put your faith, your trust in Jesus, believe the good news of salvation then today is the day of salvation for you. The gospel can make an impact in your life. can change you for this life and forever. And I plead with you today to accept the good news of salvation. I also want to address the group, those of you that are sharing your faith, that are faithful week in, week out, inviting people to church, giving the good news of salvation. Let me encourage you to take this message and to keep sharing, to keep making an impact probably the majority of us, we need to grow in making the gospel an impact. If you're anything like me, the application to us is to take this message today and to share it, to live it, to let the gospel make an impact through our witness. Well, here in Romans chapter 10, uh, we kind of jumped in the middle of the passage here, but it's really addressing... Uh, Israel had some unbelief uh, still, and they were thinking that their own righteousness, their own good deeds would be good enough to get to heaven, that their good works, that uh, their good deeds were good enough for righteousness to be accepted by God. And yet uh, the Bible here is speaking that that is not the case, that self-righteousness does not save But it is only by salvation through Jesus Christ, trusting and believing, call upon the name of the Lord, and thou shalt be saved. So a couple questions to get us started, and we're going to jump into this. How can we make the gospel impact? How can we make a gospel impact? How can you and I make a gospel impact? Or how can we let the gospel impact our lives? So we first must realize the urgency of the gospel message, that it is urgent. Romans 1:16 says, "For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The gospel message is urgent. Why share or why advance the gospel? What's the big deal? Why is this message urgent? Well, as we see here in Romans 1:16, it is the power of God unto salvation. There is no other way to Jesus Christ, but, or to God, except through Jesus Christ. People can only believe if they hear the gospel message. This is why it is urgent. Romans 9, as we just read through here, verses 14 through 15, if we reverse the order, we see how this gospel message goes out and we make an impact if we kind of go back, take the end of verse 15 and then the 14, this is the order. A preacher or a proclaimer must be sent. All right? A believer, someone who's accepted the gospel message, must be sent, must go. Then this proclaimer, this preacher, must preach or evangelize or herald the good news of salvation. Then the preached good news must be heard. Then the heard good news must be believed, and the believed. And the belief must be the kind that calls on God for salvation. This is the gospel message. So sending, preaching, hearing, believing, and calling on God. All right, verse 16, you may see it kind of refers back to the Old Testament, like who, who's going to believe this, All right? There may be some who may not accept the gift of salvation, might not listen to your preaching. Yet we still need to give everyone the opportunity to hear the good news. The relationship between them and God is between them and not us. Our job is to go. And then in verse 17, those three steps are repeated. Again, believing, hearing, and preaching. Preaching is the word about Christ, Romans 10, 9. So more on this. The urgent gospel, why is it urgent? Because people people need to be rescued. Reconciled and redeemed. Colossians one thirteen says, "Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son." You personally can reach many people through relationships you developed with your family, at work, online, etc. It took a poll one time and/or uh, did some research, and they said. You personally, or an individual, has 100 times more influence on your friends than a stranger does. So if I go up to someone I don't know, or your friend I don't know them, I could have an influence, but you, statistically speaking, have 100 times more influence on them than a stranger would, or I would. So the gospel message is urgent because people need to be rescued, reconciled, and redeemed. And then also, having a significant part in God's mission will excite you. All right? sure to excite the disciples. Luke 10, 17 says, And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Isn't it exciting when you're part of something, part of a mission, and you, you get to come under that and proclaim it? Maybe or it's a job or, or a, on a sports team. And there's this excitement around it. Well, what about the excitement of sharing the good news of salvation and seeing someone come to Christ? I mean, these 70 got it. They saw the excitement and the significance of being a part of God's mission. So the message of the gospel is urgent. Now, we all know what an urgent message is. We've probably given one or received one. Um, I think back, uh, even just recently, with our uh, son uh, and his arm getting dislocated. Remember my wife calling, uh, you need to come home right now. Clayton's arm is hanging down like this, okay? And so what did I do? Okay, that's good. Yeah, thanks. I'll be home when I feel like it. No, all right. It was hopped in the car and went, okay? Why? Because it was an urgent message. It was, this is important. We need to make a decision. Something needs to happen, And of all the urgent messages, there is none more important than the gospel message. It is urgent. People need Jesus. And we need to share this message. When's the last time you had compassion for someone and let the urgency of the gospel bring you to sharing the gospel with them, even if you didn't agree where they stood politically? Or maybe when's the last time you had the desire to pray for them or even share the gospel with them? Or maybe somebody who cuts you off, or is an annoying coworker. So easy we can complain and whine and I hope they get transferred, and yet when's the last time the urgency of the gospel message pricked our heart to have compassion and share the message with them? So often we can look down on someone or complain about them and miss the need and the urgency of the gospel in their life. So now that we know the gospel message is urgent, I'm sure it's probably nothing new to you, but I hopefully encourage you with that. We also need to know what the gospel message is, or as I put it here, the fluency or the message of the gospel. 1 Corinthians 2, 2 says, For I determine not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Well, wow, that'd be a pretty great life verse, Right? Ephesians six nineteen, and for me, that utterance might be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Apostle Paul got it. He understood the message of the gospel. He literally lived his life for nothing other than save Jesus Christ and him crucified and proclaim that message. Well, what is the gospel message? Well, if you know Jesus Christ is your savior, you've accepted the gospel message. If you don't know Jesus Christ, your savior, I'm going to share it with you right now, this Is not new to me, this little acronym. Um, In fact, the teenagers went through this about a month or two ago, but I love it because it's very simple, and it explains the gospel message very easily for us to take and share, uh, even today. So we're just going to use the word gospel, G-O-S-P-E-L, to share the gospel. So, G, God created us to be with him. Psalm 103 says, Know ye not that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. Begin of time, God created man to be with Him. Genesis chapter 1 and 2. Begin of creation, God created man to have a relationship with Him. Walking in the garden, talking with Him. But letter O, our sin separated us from God. Romans 3.23, For all, that is everyone, has sinned. And come short or fall short of the glory of God. We see that in Genesis chapter 3. Where mankind decided to ignore what God had said. were deceived, took the lie and went their own way. Turned their backs on God. So God created us to be with Him. And then our sin separates us from God. God is a holy God. And sin cannot be with God. And so our sin separates us from God. Letter S... Sins, our sin cannot be remo- uh, removed. Excuse me, by good deeds. Isaiah sixty-four, verse six says, "But we are all as unclean thing, and all our righteousness—it's a big word there—are as filthy rags. We do all fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away." Now, if we trace Genesis chapter four all the way through the Old Testament, we see this reality: that good deeds, being good. Holding to a standard does not remove sin. There is none righteous, no, not one. Not of works, lest any man should boast. So God created us a relationship with him. Our sin severed that relationship. And to get back to God, we cannot do that on our own. We cannot go to church enough to earn back a relationship with God. We cannot give enough. We cannot be good enough. The Bible says in James that we offend the law in one point. We're guilty of all. So our sins cannot be removed by good deeds. Letter P, paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose again. We see this in the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Romans 5, 8 says, But God commendeth or demonstrate His love toward us, I love this verse, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You stopped and thought about that verse recently? God loved us so much, and yet when we were His enemy, full of sin... He died for us. The choir sing about that, right? What love is this? So Jesus died and rose again, paying the price for your sin. Letter e, everyone who trusts in him alone as God has eternal life. Gospel of John's full of this. John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Anyone who puts their trust in God alone has eternal life. And then letter L. <clears throat> life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. Book of Acts all the way through Revelation. John ten twenty eight says, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. And this is the gospel message. Yes, the gospel message is to save us, that's at the core of it, but it's not just to save us, it's to us to live out and in each and every day. Life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. The gospel is not a get out of hell free card and one day it'll help everything work out together, but for now I can do whatever. No, the gospel message saves us now and helps us in life now and then forever. And that's what life with Jesus is and starts now. This is the gospel message. Use the word fluency there because how fluent are we with it? We might be able to list off all the stats of our favorite player or favorite team. Or we may have studied for the test and know the programming and we can just boom, 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 put out all the answers. Or maybe even some of us are fluent in another language. But are we fluent in the gospel message? Do we have this down not only to receive it as our own, but then to share it. For those, who don't, for those of us or those of you that don't know Jesus as your Savior, are you ready to put your faith and trust in Him alone to forgive you today? This is what the gospel message is. When you put your trust in Jesus, your heart and soul are transformed. The decision to trust Christ launches you into a new relationship with God. Although a prayer doesn't save you, it is the way, as we see in Romans, for you to express your faith in Jesus. As it says that thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So for those of you who are saved, are you sharing this message? What is holding you back from not sharing? So now that we've seen that the message is urgent, we need to get it out. And what the message is, then how do we go about doing this? What is the strategy of the gospel? What is the strategy? Pretty basic here as well, but first we need to pray. First Timothy 2, 1 through 4 says, I exhort you, therefore, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life, and all godliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. So the gospel message to make a gospel impact starts with praying. Are you praying for the souls of men? Now, don't get me wrong, it's good to pray for health and for travel. Those are all good things. But when was the last time we had multiple and multiple requests request for salvations? family member, a friend, a co-worker, a neighbor. So pray for the salvation of souls. And then number two, build relationships. John 1, 40 to 42, And one of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. And he first findeth his own brother Simon, and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is interpreted a stone. Here we have a family relationship that led to coming to Christ. Build relationship. Find unique ways to do this. Here in this passage, a brother went and got another brother. Hey, I've met Jesus. You need him too. Come on. When's the last time you've built that relationship or you've had that relationship, a family member, a coworker, a neighbor, and you've got to the point of, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Hey, let me tell you about the gospel that's made an impact in my life. Maybe it starts with just caring for someone. Maybe it's volunteering somewhere. Maybe it's doing or making something for your neighbor. I hope you've met your neighbors, and I hope they know you're a Christian. I hope you at least bake some goodies. All right, If you don't bake well, buy some goodies. All right? I'm not saying any of you don't. And give it to them, invite them to church, give them a track to a special event. Are you building those relationships, family reunions? Oh boy, oh no, not a family reunion. We just endure those. When's the last time you went to those waiting and wanting to share the gospel with an unsaved family member? My dad saw the family, multiple of them are unsaved. And I pray every time I go for God to give me the boldness and the courage to share the gospel with them. And then finally it ends with, share the gospel. We just went right to through it in Romans 10, 9 through 17. Share the gospel. For an impact to be made, there has to be contact. There has to be something shared. Maybe it's as simple as you grab a track. We have church tracks, bridge tracks, God's simple plan of salvation. Maybe it's as simple as when you get a chance, read this. Hey, here's, a, here's something that can change your life. All right? Maybe it's on your phone. All right? There's apps out there that literally share the gospel, that G-O-S-P-E-L. It is literally, they've created an app for it. It's called Life in Six Words, and you can literally on your phone click through it. It gives you the verses, gives it all to and you can show someone the gospel plan. Maybe it's online. When's the last time you used your presence online to share the gospel? Or one of you verbally shared it? Went up to someone, built that relationship, and shared the gospel message? This can also be done corporately. Our church has outreach opportunities or volunteering the community or go out. Are you jumping on board to share the gospel? And I saw this. I thought this was kind of pretty cool. This is the cause circle and sharing the gospel, prayer, care, and share. It's really what we just talked about there, praying, building relationships, and sharing the gospel. It starts with prayer, and it starts for starts, then follows with caring, and then sharing. So we need to operate from get to, to, from not guilt to get to. I know so often we get to this point it's like, well, I guess I better share the gospel with someone because that's why I'm still here on this planet, and we feel like I have to. All right? If if our performance or if sharing the gospel is based on performance or guilt, it's only going to last for so long, or there's not going to be much impact. But if we get, go, to that, go from the approach of we get to, guilt says I have to, get says I get to. And set some specific, smart goals. Be specific. Be measurable. Have achievable, realistic, time-bound. If, if we just shared the gospel one time a month, that'd be 12 times a year. All right, say there's 200 people in here. And we each shared the gospel one time a month. That's 200 a month. And then 12 times, two. what is that, 2,400? Yeah, maybe, off the fly. Wow, that, that's a lot, right? That's just one time a month. One time. Unfortunately, sad to say, have we done it once a year? What if we shared the gospel 10 times a month? That's 120 times a year. Now, I know a lot of you are doing this, and that's awesome. But it's 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 that simple. Do we realize the gospel impact? What it can? Acts sixteen or eighteen nine through eleven says. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by vision. Be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace, for I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee. For I have much people in this city, and he continued there a year and 6 months teaching the word of god among them. Do you think there's much people to be saved in our city? Do you think god wants us to share this gospel message to make an impact? I don't know about you, but I want to see people saved. I don't just want to go through life and okay, I did Christianity and missed the opportunity to make an impact. Over at the high school, 2800 plus kids. All right? A lot of them need the Lord. Am I making an impact? Um, the gospel made an impact in my own family. I praise God for Mr. Corlew, who took this message to heart to make a gospel impact on my dad. That was unsaved in a second university, 19 years old, grew up, had religion, uh, wasting his life away, hangovers, and yet... Um, I forget his first name, so I call him Mr. Corlew, but he was a pastor. Week after week, invited my dad to church. He caught the gospel message. He realized it was urgent. My dad finally came to church, and the second Sunday he was there, Got saved. Why? Well, because God did a work. But somebody caught the gospel message. Somebody realized that it can make an impact, and they wanted to be on that. This week, I just read of someone... He went fly fishing. Anyone ever been fly fishing before? All right. For two days, this guy was on the fly, on uh, fishing, fly fishing, and had a guide. And he used this opportunity to make an impact. For two days, he talked to his guide about the Lord. The next Sunday, the guy came with his girlfriend, and they both got saved. Wow. Why? Because this person said, no, because they realized the gospel message is urgent. And they wanted to make an impact could have just went fly fishing, yeah, I'm a Christian, yeah, I believe in God, and well, hopefully he'll come to church. And yet this person used the opportunity of, okay, this is my opportunity to make an impact. People are searching. People need Jesus. I read another one of an Uber driver. This guy got an Uber. As opposed to putting the headphones in, staying on his cell phone in the back, he started a conversation up with the Uber driver and led his Uber driver to the Lord. Where's the guy going to go? He's got to drive him, right? Sorry, you're going to drive my car to your place. I'm done. He's got to listen, right? I guess he can crank the music up, all right, or something. And what about your story? Somebody cared for you enough to share the gospel message, right? If you know Jesus Christ is your Savior, the gospel message has made an impact in your life. And man, may we let it make an impact for others. So, as we bring it full circle, if you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus, will you accept the good news today? Will you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? G O S P E L. God wants a relationship with you. Your sin broke that relationship, but Jesus Christ came and became the payment for your sin. If you put your trust in him and him alone, he will save you. Will you do that today? Those of us who have, are you ready and willing to make an impact for the gospel's sake? There are hundreds and thousands of people who knew Jesus. Right here in Franklin Township, in Greenwood, in Franklin, wherever else you live, there are people who need Jesus. Are you ready and willing to make an impact? Are you ready and willing just to stop and think throughout your day, the busyness, i got things to do, i got to get this done, and get the focus off of you? and on the needs of others, and have compassion on them, as Christ did, what's holding you back? We don't have to be fearful. We don't have to worry, what are they going to think of me? Who cares what they think of us? What do they think about God? And have they put their trust in Him? Jesus and the gospel have made an impact in our lives. Why not share it? We can stop making excuses and start sharing the good news. It's urgent. The message to be fluent. The strategy is there. We need to realize people need Jesus and the gospel can and will make an impact if we share it. Let's pray.